0: feature presentation.
1: And welcome back to Road Trip Cinema, where we are going to be discussing this week one of my absolute favorite films, easily in my top ten,
0: Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Before we get going, I have a pet peeve, and it has annoyed me to no end. What's that? Okay. Okay. Hi, I'm John Rhodes. And with me is Sae. We haven't been saying that lately. No? I guess we haven't. Huh? <laughs> I think our
1: voices are distinctive. I you don't need to put a name to it. Just know the difference but one's brown and one's
0: not. You can hear it. You can hear it. Yeah, but if you're just jumping in because you're like, ooh, Spider-Verse, I like this. Yeah, film. You're right. So we'll try and do better. And then next episode we won't. Right. Because we <laughs> just did not. No peaks behind the curtains here. <laughs> so, Spider-Man
1: into the Spider-Verse, released in 2018 in December, just I think a week before Aquaman. Uh, I think it was made on a budget of around 50 mil. Gross, somewhere box office around 350 million. So, not incredible, astounding success or profit, and even kind of was teetering on whether or not I would even get a sequel because it wasn't even a major success and animation takes so much time and effort. Funny. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, at the same time, Aquaman fucking grossed 1.2 billion. Yeah, I don't know how, but... I was so livid about that because I saw Spider-Verse first and then saw Aquaman. I'm like, these fucking chumps are really fucking destroying this incredible piece of art for Aquaman? (laughs) Really? Like... I just, I hate the, the argument of like, well, it's a kid's movie, it's a cartoon. It's like, animation is fucking cinema.
0: Dude, it's you toss gorgeous. that on me, when you're just like, you're gonna say it's a kid's film. I was like, what the fuck, dude? I've never said that. Man it's clearly a kid's film. This has more depth to it. Oh, absolutely. This movie is, is, this much better. Uh, how do we even approach this? This movie's been out for five years. Well, really, this film, there's two things this film really was the start of our friendship. We knew each other, but we were forced to take a trip, and you were trying to sell me on this film because I hadn't seen it. Because this was right
1: at the end of December, that December actually, I had seen both Aquaman and Spider-Verse, and me and you were picking up a Peach and Eerie, the same drive we're actually making right now. And yeah, I was, because you you were telling me you were going to see Aquaman. I was saying, do yourself a favor, see Spider-Verse. It's so much better.
0: And I don't think you did see it in theaters, did you? What you did was it convinced me not to watch either. Okay. (laughs) I skipped Aquaman, and I intended to watch Spider-Verse, but my wife wasn't as enthusiastic, so when I found time, it was out of theaters, so I had to wait. But I did see it, and, uh, well, let's, let's talk about our impressions. Well, you obviously loved it. To me, the second big takeaway, because I said there was two, was how this pretty much reinvents animation. Oh, completely. They
1: literally invented a new style of animation to do this. They spent multiple years creating software that could even handle it. Uh, If we're going to talk about the animation itself, (laughs) they do something genius to me, which is the the story revolves around Miles Morales, Uh, typically the ultimate Spider-Man. He... Is your R Center character. Peter Parker's exists in this world various versions. Anytime Spider Man Peter Parker is swinging around, he's animated on ones. Now, do you know what that means, I assume?
0: Yeah.
1: So, for people who don't yeah, know, I was going to say means, explain it still. Uh, every second of film is 24 seconds. It's a uh, 24 FPS, typically. Frames uh, per second. Yeah. Now, in animation, There's tricks you can do. If you want extremely smooth animation, you essentially draw each of those frames. So that's 24 pictures you draw for each second. Uh, For a little bit easier animation, save time, save money, you'll animate on what's called twos, where you essentially draw every other frame. So now, what they did for Spider-Verse is every time Spider-Man Peter Parker is swinging around or doing something, he's always animated on ones. So he has a smoother movement. And while Miles is working up to become Spider-Man, like up to the crescendo of the film, he is animated on twos. So he has this kind of janky movement to him. So it seems he's very much unexperienced. He doesn't quite know what he's doing. He's not skilled yet. Uh, There's multiple... Metaphors like this throughout the film. Like, there's one point where they're in the spider layer of the deceased Peter Parker, oh. and he's
0: that was
1: horrendous. Uh, there's they're they're in the spider layer, uh, and uh, Miles looks at the suit, and his head only comes up to like the neck. the neck of it. And then later in the film, when he comes back to retrieve a suit for himself, it suddenly fits just right. Like he's right at the right height, implying he has fully grasped what it is to be Spider-Man. And that obviously comes after Uncle dying, big emotional moments. He has the, the convenience of having multiple Spider-People kind of help him through this, but at the same time, they're dogging on him for going through it. Like, it's this double-edged sword where the Spider-Verse explodes. You get multiple Spider-People in this universe. Miles is, is essentially ganged up on by the others, they don't see him as worthy of being with them, even though he's essentially as good as them. I took it more as a test. It was, but they were very quick to be like, nah, you know, you'll figure it out later." No, nah, you don't. Hey, you're not gonna be part. It has to go. It was that night. Yeah, I get, I get. It was important, but at the same time, it was like they literally kicked his ass down in the spider layer. They like. Beat the shit out of him by saying, "So you're not ready? So you're not ready?" It's like, "Well, yeah, no shit, he's not ready. He got bit yesterday, and he's a fucking like fourteen year old. You're literally just
0: beating up a kid." The whole point of that was Spider-Man gets back up. That and that comes back later. He gets back up when he's fighting Kingpin. So that that I feel like
1: there's lots of emotional beats, and one of them is that. I think the biggest one the one that always gets to me is when his uncle Aaron has just been shot by Kingpin he's the Prowler it's this big emotional discourse he has within himself about how he feels and despite loving his uncle and despite hating the Prowler and having this mixed emotion he's still teary eyed and sad and he's an emotional wreck when he's dead and he doesn't know what to do and he's scared even though he has all this assistance from all the other spider people he's kind of lost in the emotions, and that's when they're like, you're not coming with us, you're not safe, we're not, we we can't babysit you right now, and they web him up to his chair. They trap him there, and his mouth is, you know, webbed shut, and he's forced to sit there and listen while his father comes to try and tell him that... His uncle's dead. Yeah, like, his his brother, his uncle, has died, and he's. they clearly had this split. Um, The father thinks it's a lot more emotional than what it actually is, but it was just what Miles needed to hear to kind of fully grasp what it it will be to be Spider-Man. Sacrifice.
0: Understanding life is going to move on with or without you. You need to get up. what I took from this, which, A, his father is amazing. I mean, just the support and love this guy shows his child. But, um, what I took from it was his dad is always talking about how he hates Spider-Man. And then, when he's talking... Miles, he's saying, I know no matter what you choose to do, you're going to be great at it. And that's what gives him the confidence to break free to be Spider-Man.
1: It's just so emotionally charged because, like, while at the beginning of the film, his father is... I got goosebumps. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. At the, at the beginning of the film, his father is seen as a lot more stern and like, no, you're going to the school, no, you made a commitment, you're doing this, like, he see him as, he's seen as a hard ass. Right. But, throughout the film, you, you kind of understand more and more that this is what he believes is in Miles' best interest. Getting him in the amazing school, make, giving him all these amazing opportunities, pushing him to be his best self, and and that's how Miles, does. Miles doesn't get to see that. He just sees right. that his father's being a hard ass on him, and... And it's annoying until that talk where Miles then realizes, like, no, he, he, he's proud of me. He sees I can do this, and he wants more for me, kind of. Yeah. Like, it's this real emotional moment. And it's also in that moment that, because obviously his brothers died, that Miles' father you know, cries alongside. He's, he's sniffling and sobbing. And, and how do you break to your your son that, like, one of his favorite people in the world is gone? Right. Like it's it's a hard moment, and it's just so well done. This movie does heart in the most amazing ways. Oh, it is extremely heartfelt. So right before that scene is is the spider people explaining to Miles that you, you you can't save everyone, and that line specifically is like them all saying, "Oh, for me it was my father. For me it was my best friend. For me Mario, it was my Benjamin." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I fucking hate that the line that makes me tear up every time I watch it comes from fucking Spider Pig. <laughs> it's Peter Porker saying, Miles, you can't save everyone. Because as much as Spider-Man's try, that's something they have to accept even yeah. though they'll never stop trying. That that lesson is to not say, don't try. It's to say, get back up. You, uh-huh. you can't let this bring you down. you got to keep trying. And <laughs> I hate that it comes from a fucking cartoon pig because it's like, I, that line gets me, and then it's followed up with his father bringing that, giving him this emotional momentum, he needs to become
0: Spider-Man. It's such a fucking good movie. Well, we kind of glanced over it. Um, this introduces the multiverse and uh, all these different Spider-Men. Uh, let, let's run through it real quick. We get Spider-Gwen. Yep, Ghost Spider. Uh, we get uh Spider... I, so, what's Sp- Penny? Penny
1: Parker is... I don't know if she is an original character or not. I think she might be an original character. She's not. She not? No, no, no. She has an existence. I just... I can't remember what her... I know she comes from, like, a Japanese future. I'm not yeah. really sure. I know, obviously, Nick Cage as Spider-Man Noir. My favorite standout. Love it. Uh, I want to mention Haley Steinfeld kills a Spider-Gwen and goes Spider, by the way. Yeah. Uh, then... We opened the film, actually, on Peter Parker, who's voiced by Chris Pine, which is wild because he's not used to advertise the movie at all, and he was, like, one of the biggest celebs they got. Yeah. Uh, and then, after his passing, they introduced the multiversal, multiversal Peter Parker, who is probably, like, 15 years older. He's kind of, like, in a huge slump, even for Spider-Man, and that's voiced by Jake Johnson, Peter B. Parker. Fucking love him. I think he's the perfect actor for the job. But you know, in a cast list full of people like Nick Cage, John Mulaney, and Spider Ham, Haley Steinfeld, who was kind of an up-and-comer at the time, and and Chris Pine, Jake Johnson had to fight for that role. And the fact that he got it, fucking, is like you earned it. Yeah. They didn't just hand it to whoever celebrity they could get.
0: Everyone did amazing. Like, I I remember you telling me Nick Cage, blah blah blah. And I think I had forgot by the time I watched it. And uh, Nick Cage has this really cool renaissance going on right now. And I've become a fan. Like, I was never a Nick Cage fan before. But I'm with his renaissance. I am now a Nick Cage fan. And Spider Man Noir was a standout for me. I absolutely loved it. And something else that we did not talk about each Spider Man character has their own animation style. Love
1: well, it. Yeah. Love it. Well, I would say probably Peter B. Parker and Peter Parker share that, but they're essentially the same Spider-Man, just yeah. an age gap and yeah. success gap. But, uh, Spider-Man Noir, his every bit of dialogue he has fucking kills me. <laughs> I always forget how funny that character is played. Like he's played seriously, but in the context of his own universe, and he's pulled to another universe where it's not that serious. Yeah, like He's he not a, fighting Nazis yeah, as a
0: detective anymore. He's a hardened, like, noir character in this world where, you know, saying lines like, sometimes I like matches and let them burn down to my fingers just to feel something. Like, in some films, that's, that's a badass line. In well, other films, it's just like, the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. well, the, the
1: bit where uh, Miles has just learned his Uncle Aaron is the Prowler, Spider-Man's one of his villains, he comes running into Aunt May's house, where all the Spider-People are, and he's yelling, my Uncle Aaron, he's the Prowler, I, d- I don't know what to do, he's working for Kingpin, and and while they're all trying to console him, it's Spider-Man to War, and Nick Cage is like, this is a pretty hardcore origin story, <laughs> <laughs> like, it <just> <laughs> fucking <laughs> kills me every fucking time, or... There's a, a bit, right after they all kind of kick Miles' ass down in Spider-Layer, and they're all, like, team huddling to discuss whether he should join or not, it, it cuts to Miles' point of view, and he's looking at the group, and they're all mumbling, and then suddenly Spider-Man Noir's head pokes up staring at miles, head, and he just says, I think he can hear everything we're saying. <laughs> just every bit of dialogue spider- Spider-Man or has fucking kills me. Uh, which is wild, because they have comic relief with famous stand-up comedian, John Mulaney, Mm. as Spider-Pig, and he is funny, but not as funny as fucking Spider-Man Noir.
0: And you know what kills me is, after seeing it this last time, I was just like, you know what, I've thought about it, I'm gonna do it, I'm finally gonna read some Spider-Man Noir, I look it up, they have a complete collection, amazing! Guess how much that shit is? Uh, Is that like 68? 225 fucking dollars! Fuck off, seriously? Yeah. Jesus. I, Granted, it's free on Kindle.
1: I just have to get okay. a Kindle. I just saw the Marvel comic app is actually shutting down. Yeah. So the idea that they're charging that much for physical when one of their digital distributors is completely
0: going out? I think that the issue is, is that it's out of print. So oh, it's just like, okay. yeah. But anyway.
1: Um, I want to mention the music real quick. Yeah, that, go for it. That entire soundtrack, perfect it's not very often I come across a movie that has an original soundtrack that is as good as this movie, let alone this fucking perfect. Every song they use, obviously they kind of handed the reins over and let the the creators do their thing, and they cut around parts of songs, because, like, there's there's one of the emotional songs, I can't remember which one it is, uh, towards where Miles is getting his ass kicked, and it's like, this real emotional beat where he's like sad and depressed, but the back half of the song is just suddenly Lil Wayne <laughs> saying I ain't even scared, I ain't, I ain't even try, is that even a word? Like, just nonsense. Just actual nonsense. The rest of the song's fantastic, and they cut that bit
0: out because it's just fucking nonsense. Well, alright, you know this is not my type of music in the slightest.
1: It's, it's a lot of I think hip-hop is the broadest way I can yeah. say it. Because it's all over the place with
0: genre Fucks. beats. One that I agree is absolutely spot-on perfect, and I absolutely love, is What's Up Danger. Dude, have you ever worked out to What's Up Danger? I have not, but... Fucking
1: nuts. I've never gotten adrenaline rush like that. <laughs> like, and the movie, it perfectly placed. Uh, like,
0: I, love, I love that whole segment.
1: Oh, where he's climbing on the building, he has the mask on finally with the hood up. He's really become his own Spider-Man. Takes that leap, shatters the window as he does it because he's still attached and hasn't figured that out yet. But, and it's playing What's Up Danger in the low bit. And you get that beautiful shot where it's... The city flipped upside down. Yeah. Miles is falling, but... Because the city slipped... Like, the camera slipped upside down. It, like, represents Miles rising Rise, up. Yo. Fucking gorgeous. Uh. And it has that silent, like, start of a break of the song. Mm-hmm. And then, right as he th- whips, fucking kicks back in. And he fucking th- whips his way over to join the fight. And it's just this awesome... Like, I'm getting hyped just thinking about it. But it might be the Red Bull I
0: drank right before this. So good, so good. And, you know, we keep talking about the animation, but... The, the whole Drive of this Is that the multiverse Is going to collapse In on itself Because of Kingpin And we get Glitches And it's Gorgeous And, and some of the stuff Like Where the city Is glitching And people are like Oh I think it's a Banksy That was Post
1: Malone <laughs> Did you know that? That I was a cameo not. By Post Malone The guy who sings uh, "Sunflower." Fucking great. I know who Post Malone is. It's not my type of movie. I mean, like, I he, he had a song on the soundtrack. That's why he
0: cameoed in it. But still, um, I, I think it's just an incredible film to see. Uh, and Miles getting to make his own suit his own way. So cool. You know,
1: I, I, I don't know if you've seen the trailers for this new one. It's, it's a lot more of, like an actual suit. He's got, like, the black with a red stripe down the side. I don't like it as much as I like his suit at the end of Into the Spider-Verse, where it is, like... Just the
0: classic Spider-Man suit spray-painted? Yeah, but, like, his
1: logo is just so iconic, because throughout the film, one of Miles' hobbies, especially with his uncle Aaron, is doing spray-paint art. Yeah. Like, it's seen as a form of expressionism, and at one point, there's even, like, he and his uncle go down, and it's Miles stressing about having to do this new school and this new life and he goes down they make
0: it
1: yeah well they make an outline of him spray paint around it and spray paint the words great expectations on it no
0: no expectations was that what it was because his essay was on great expectations Mm. and that was the whole conflict with him was him finding himself of no expectations or great expectations
1: just phenomenal. It's so good. Everything is in its place, just right. The movie's so well crafted, and goddamn, this movie came out a few months after Stanley passed away, mm. and that Stanley cameo, fucking like tugged on the heartstrings. The, the, it, it fits eventually. Sooner or later,
0: it always fits.
1: It just like the. I guess his opening line of the, like, you know, I'm gonna miss him. It, it yeah. like kind of hurts a little bit because it's like. It, it really feels like the the signature at the end of a note saying goodbye yeah
0: yeah Completely and obviously different he had a couple cameos after but still yeah but like,
1: well apparently he recorded a bunch of different lines and stuff that they could have used but then afterwards they decided like this one yeah. works the best in Absolutely. today's context just phenomenal overall film and we're almost here and we're a little late for our movie so I think we should wrap it up I've we talked on the voice acting, the animation, which is gorgeous, the the story beats a little bit, uh, humor, the music. Is there anything else you want to touch on? No, I think we, just we got it. Let's rate this bitch. Uh, do you want to go first? Because I feel like mine's pretty clean cut, obvious.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go four and a half. I really like this film. It's one of my favorite. I, I can't even say it's one of my favorite Spider-Man movies. I like all the Spider-Man movies, really. But it, it's clearly one of the best. Um, top four? Top four Spider-Man movies? Top, that, top three? going into all spider like, we,
1: we haven't seen the new one yet. Yes, going in. So uh, so four and a half, right? That's yes. what you give it. Easily five out of five for me. Easily. I think it's the greatest Spider-Man film because it it builds on everything that came before it and everything that would come after it. It is very much a culmination of what Spider-Man should be and could be. Like it not only is exactly what it needs to be, but it goes above and beyond, it becomes more than that. Uh I'm also extremely biased. I love <laughs> While well, I love Spider-Man, I have a tattoo for the Holland Spider-Man. I also have a fucking tattoo for this exact <laughs> film, like slightly based on the soundtrack art, but it's just such a fucking amazing film every bit of this movie is perfect I have zero complaints there's nothing they could do better because there's nothing that can be better fair enough so right. uh, I think next week we'll be back with just a little chit chat we'll just kind of shoot the shit talk about random shit and a little DC speculation So uh, maybe a little Guardians discussion because oh, we yeah. missed that yeah
0: so uh yeah. Like, rate, review, throw the fucking phone out the car. I, I don't I don't I Hit, don't hit care. grandma with the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Just just make
1: sure the buttons get hit when you hit her. Like I, I wanna see it like wanted style if you recorded, that is. I wanna see it like wanted style. You crack her upside the fucking head with the keyboard and the keys go flying and certain letters come out that say like like yeah, fuck you grandma. Or something yeah. like that. Um I'm sure there's a lot of double letters there, but you can make it work. Just
0: As a a little aside, we do not endorse elderly abuse. Well, depends on the elder. (laughs) I mean, Uncle Ben's okay. You can abuse him. Not not the rice guy. The the Peter Parker guy. He's got to die. We need that origin story. He has to, though. He has (laughs) to.
1: If you're an uncle in the Spider-Man world, you're in danger. It's that simple.
0: I hope they introduce a new one and kill him. They probably will. (laughs) Alright, we'll be back. You've arrived at your destination.